This is the Best Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Insurance Professional Resources. We're pleased to have with us today Jim Barbieri from Independent Adjusting and Investigation Company Claims Advantage in Georgia. Jim is the President and CEO of Claims Advantage. He's a former police officer and has a BS degree in criminal justice. Mr. Barbieri is a certified insurance fraud investigator adjuster and has been conducting SIU investigations for over 30 years. Jim, thanks so much for joining us again today. John, thanks for having me. Today's discussion is building a foundation for an effective recorded statement and the crucial role of pre-statement background investigations. So Jim, why is it important to conduct a background check prior to obtaining a statement and what is your procedure? Well, John, you know the old saying, preparation is the key to success. That rule also applies to preparing for a recorded statement in an insurance claim to maximize the recorded statement as an investigative tool for assessing and resolving a claim, conducting an in-depth background investigation, especially in cases involving potential fraud, is crucial to maximizing the effectiveness and utility of any recorded statement. Uh, John, one of the first steps that an investigator should take is or what I normally do is I obtain a comprehensive background report, uh, leveraging database aggregation tools such as TLO or Accurant. The comprehensive report will provide the interviewee's full legal name, aliases, if they're using any aliases, date of birth and social security number. Um, they give uh, an address history and also a criminal history. It's always good to know what you're dealing with if you, you know, before you take a statement regarding a, a person's criminal history. In addition, it will provide any information on bankruptcies filed, as well as any liens and or judgments. Uh, the report also provides information of a possible criminal record. And I say possible because, you know, on the top it says warning you need to verify uh, that this is the right person. You know, these, these uh, databases sometimes make mistakes. Uh, this provides a very useful overview of the witness's background, especially a snapshot of their financial condition. As we know, when a person is experiencing financial pressures, they are more likely to be motivated to engage in insurance fraud. So, Jim, after you conduct a basic search, what are some of the other things you do before the statement? Well, again, one of the advantages of a comprehensive report is that it also provides the names, addresses, and telephone numbers of neighbors, which can then enable an investigator to conduct a telephone neighborhood canvas to obtain additional information that may assist in the claim investigation. As an example, uh, Claims Advantage handled a motorcycle theft claim uh, here in Georgia, where the insured alleges that he parked the motorcycle in the driveway in the date of loss. And when he got home from work, the motorcycle was gone. Uh, before I got the statement, we conducted a telephone neighborhood canvas. One, one neighbor who we interviewed said he has not seen the insured's motorcycle in months and that he did recall observing the insured performing some type of mechanical work on the, bikes, on the bike uh, months before. 
the alleged theft. This information contradicted the information that the claimant had provided in the theft affidavit in which he attested under the penalty of perjury that the motorcycle in question was in good operating condition and was parked in the driveway just prior to the loss. In a subsequent recorded statement, we locked the insured into a story that he uh, last saw the bike in the driveway just prior to the alleged theft, and he did not have any mechanical problems prior to the loss. So as a result of our, you know, doing our due diligence and our background investigation, the insured dropped the claim. Had we not conducted background and social media checks, we would have never obtained the vital information that played a pivotal role in the eventual claim withdrawal. So then is it, is it important to conduct a social media check before obtaining a recorded statement? It's critical to conduct a, a comprehensive social media search uh, before obtaining a claimant statement on any type of insurance claim. Um, I, I, I like to use uh, TLO uh, does offer a social media comprehensive report and a very good uh, service is called Scope Now, S-C-O-P-E-N-O-W. Uh, they uh, do a deep dive in, in social media platforms, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, any of those uh, social media sites. And, you know, uh, they can find photographs, uh Travel history, other email address, nicknames, hobbies, memberships and groups or clubs, employment information and other, uh, uh, met, well, not metadata because usually metadata is stripped uh, from social media sites. Uh, we were assigned a case in which the claimant alleged significant injuries, including a serious closed head injury. As you know, I, I uh, do a lot of tractor trailer truck accidents and those, uh, as we did in the previous podcast, I mentioned that uh, those are usually serious, uh, you know, uh, large exposure claims. By conducting a social media search, I was able to establish on the day before the accident, the claimant posted photographs of her at a gun range wearing high heels and firing a gun, but yet she's claiming a head injury and she's dizzy all the time. Uh, during the recorded statement, the claimant denied being involved in any physical activities or hobbies of any kind. This assertion was clearly contradicted by her own social media postings. Now, keep in mind, social media postings by themselves are not sufficient to deny a claim as the claimant can allege that the photographs predate the loss or are otherwise misleading Again, without, a, without the metadata, uh, we're not able to determine when exactly the photographs were taken. You can't just rely on social media by itself. So a surveillance should be conducted to confirm the suspected activity. In most cases, claimant attorneys advise their clients not to post anything on social media and to scrub their pages of any pictures, videos, or any posts that will have an adverse effect on the claim. However, certain demographic, especially millennials and the younger generation, persist in documenting their daily daily lives on social media. And, you know, you've, we've all seen it on Facebook. People post their whole life on social media, which is uh, 
a treasure trove for, for claims investigators like myself. Um, they constantly check in everywhere they go and uh, they tag friends and photographs. You know, while the claimant may have scrubbed their social media by removing posts and photographs, most of the friends who are tagged will not have the for well, I'm sorry, will have the photographs available in their profiles, providing that the profiles are public. All right, so Jim, what other types of background searches are helpful? Another valuable tool for use in preparing for a recorded statement uh, in an auto theft or vehicle damage is what, uh, what is called a vehicle sighting search. And we utilize this service on TLO, or you can get an account uh, through a company called DRN. Uh, police cars have scanners that scan tens of thousands of license plates looking for stolen vehicles. These plates are scanned as well as photographed and stored in a database that not only provides a picture of the vehicle, usually the front or rear license plate, uh, well in Georgia it's the rear license plate because it's a one plate state, but also provide the date, time, and location of where the photograph was taken. Now this tool can be extremely helpful in preparation for a recorded statement in cases where the claimant whereabouts are material to the claim, such as claims in which the insured or claimant alleged rear end damage as a result of a hit and run or a hit while parked accident. In some cases, it could show pre-existing damage. So Jim, what type of vehicle searches are helpful when conducting a background investigation? Another tool that I use is a, a Carfax. And a Carfax report will generally provide a vehicle's accident history, ownership, registrant history, mechanical service history, as well as mileage information. Now, I mentioned in a previous uh, podcast that I handled a triple fatality claim in which a tractor trailer struck the rear of a vehicle that was uh, on a major interstate highway. And once I identified the decedent vehicle's VIN number, I ran a Carfax report. This is the day after the accident because I responded to the scene. Uh, the report indicated that on the day before the accident, the vehicle was at a dealership being serviced or repaired. Um, with that information, I then visited the dealership and learned from the service department that the vehicle was in for service because of a check engine light that was on for a condition related to something to do with the catalytic converter. I then ascertained by some doing some additional internet research that a faulty catalytic converter can cause a vehicle to shut down, to shut right off. And as a result of that information that was obtained from the Carfax, it was established that the dealership and the vehicle manufacturer were both viable co-defendants. Carfax will also indicate that the vehicle was a prior salvage or was involved in automobile accidents and will also provide a diagram of where the damage is located on the vehicle from the accident. This information is particularly useful in the context of low impact accidents where the claimant or body shop attributes prior hidden damage to a subsequent low impact loss. If the vehicle has a history of a prior salvage at Copart or another company's insurance auto auctions, 
I can then conduct a search of the VIN number and usually obtain vehicle photographs that, am, that have been posted by the salvage yard when they are auctioned, when the vehicles are auctioned. Armed with these photographs, it can then be determined if the physical damage is pre-existing. This scenario is commonly encountered in staged automobile accidents in which the perpetrators will use a salvaged vehicle with old pre-existing damage to pursue bodily injury claims. As an example, I just handled a claim in New York City involving an insured who allegedly struck a parked and occupied vehicle uh, and causing front-end damage. I ran the license plate and found that the vehicle was not registered, so that set off a lot of red flags. I then simply typed the VIN number into a Google search box and found that the vehicle was a prior salvage piece. And from there, I was able to obtain photographs online showing pre-existing front-end damage. So that was uh, that's a very helpful feature. People don't, don't think of that. Just type in the VIN number in Google. Very good, Jim. How about uh, researching public court records? Is that helpful? Absolutely. Uh, that's another useful pre-statement tool in the investigator's toolbox that is publicly available uh, court research in both civil and criminal courts. The availability of state court information varies by state, of course. Uh, the PACER, P-A-C-E-R database, which stands for Public Access to Court Electronic Records, provides public access to criminal and civil case information in federal courts. Uh, Rhode Island has a court database that provides criminal information, and Connecticut which is very useful, has a civil and criminal court database that provides valuable information prior to getting a statement. Uh, a very interesting case. Several years ago, I was handling a missing diamond ring case where uh, an insured claimed that uh, she was working at a department store and she, she uh, just lost the ring. And I obtained several statements at the department store. Nobody knew anything about the ring. Now, you might think if somebody lost a ring, they'd be, they'd be saying, oh, my God, I lost my diamond ring. And she never said anything. And, you know, there were several red flags in the case to begin with. Uh, this is a case where I should have done a civil court, done civil court research prior to getting the statement. Um, I met the claimant at her house, and the husband was there. He introduced himself as her husband. And during the statement... Uh, when I was questioning her about the uh, diamond ring and, you know, as to when her husband gave it to her and all the, all the facts, he was sitting in the kitchen. And f for one reason, for, for some reason during the statement, the husband stormed out of the house like he was really mad. So I became suspicious at that time. And then when I completed the statement, I got in my vehicle I whipped out the laptop and searched family court records on the Connecticut Judicial website and discovered that the insured and her husband were divorced for a few years. The claim was then withdrawn when we confronted the insured with the inconsistencies in the statement and the fact that she lied about being married. Uh, you know, if I probably have gotten uh, the court research initially, I probably could have gotten a uh, withdrawal during the statement. But in the end, it all worked out. 
And another uh, example, I handled a Georgia auto theft claim in which the suspect had our insured's valuable, valuable classic car at his body shop. It was a 1970 Chevrolet Chevelle. It was a very nice vehicle uh, with very low mileage. The, the, sus, the uh, insured wanted to restore the vehicle, so he brought it to a body shop. And then the, the suspect continued uh, stalling and uh, sending pictures of, uh, of the vehicle and the progress that was being made in repairing the vehicle. The, 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 the uh, pictures were phony. Um, I conducted a, a, a criminal court research in the county where the shop was previously located, okay, and uh, found that the suspect was on probation for a similar crime the year before. The court documentation was very helpful in locating the suspect. Uh, the court records had the booking photograph, the address, and it listed the next of kin for the suspect. You know, we didn't have any of this information because the insured only had his first name. In addition, I was able to obtain a copy of the police report on the prior theft, and I contacted the victim of the theft and asked him pertinent questions regarding how the perpetrator stole the 1950 Ford F-150 and where it was discovered. Court records could also be helpful in preparation for a recorded interview, as you can usually get a copy of any depositions the claimant or the insured may have provided before the loss, which can provide details about vehicles, assets, and relationships. In one case, and this is actually a Rhode Island case, we got a copy of a divorce file from the family court, and the file listed all the assets uh, that the insured allegedly had. Uh, the case, and this is another uh, uh, case involving a stolen diamond ring, and the diamond ring was not listed on the asset list and the insurer was unable to provide a receipt for the, the diamond ring and as a result of uh, my investigation uh, along with the family court research the claim was was successfully denied so in summary john you know it's very important that you do your homework before getting a statement using the tools that i previously mentioned Jim is always very informative, and thanks very much for joining us again this morning. Thank you, John, for having me. You've just listened to Jim Barbieri from Independent Adjusting and Investigation Company Claims Advantage in Georgia, and special thanks to today's producer, Frank Bowinkle. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash professional resources. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.